Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome in. What's right with Nick Wright, the podcast and YouTube show, episode 74, after a very exciting, very surprising, and pretty damn expensive week three in the NFL. I We're going to get to what happened in Sunday Night Football, the travesty that was that. We're going to get to DeMonze's grand opening, grand closing of his gambling career. All of that is coming up. The C block is going to be very interesting because... I don't, you know, there are some pluses and negatives to being my son. One of them is you get, you know, thrust into this gambling life at a relatively young age. And then sometimes you thrust yourself right out of it. So we'll do that in the C block. I assume we're probably going to start with the Chiefs at some point. But before we get to any of that, as we always do, here's what's not on today's show. What did not make the cut for today's show is Mac Jones getting hurt on the last play of the game. Rihanna headlining the Super Bowl halftime. I'm very confused because I thought they announced it was Taylor Swift. Then Rihanna sent out a tweet. I'm very confused by that, but I'm very happy it's Rihanna. And the Bills offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, losing his mind. We actually might touch on that a bit in, in a kind of circuitous way. But I'm sure, because you guys are a bunch of jerks, we're going to be starting with the Chiefs. So, Demonze, what are we starting with today? Kansas City is no longer undefeated. They took a loss to the juggernaut of Matt Ryan and the Colts. Yeah, Matt, hey, listen, you joke, juggernaut. Somebody told you that the Colts win 11 games. Maybe the Colts finally turning things around. Go Some, ahead. Somebody did. Uh, to make matters even worse, Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes got into an argument over yeah, play calling. Don't care about play that. calling at the first half. Yep. Uh, LaShawn McCoy said on IG that all Bieniemy does is argue with players. Okay. Don't care about that either. Now they have to go to Tampa Bay off of a loss and play Tom Brady. Are you nervous or are the Colts actually good, like you said? Okay. Listen, that Bucks defense is excellent. That's going to be a tough game. I believe the Chiefs will win it. I think the Bucs are too banged up at the receiving core even if they get Mike Evans back. But we'll talk about that game in Thursday's pod and Friday's gambling pod. Okay. I want to talk about what happened in this unacceptable loss for the Chiefs. Even more unacceptable. Because as you can see, we're going to get to next, the Bills lost. So this was a great opportunity to be at the top of the conference. So why'd they lose? The first answer as to why they lost is because of the turf in Arizona. What do I mean? That's how Butker sprang his ankle. And he's the second best kicker in the league. And he was out yesterday and it affected them greatly. 
They missed a field goal they had no business missing. They went for a fake field goal because they had no faith in it. They missed an extra point because this Amendola fool was their kicker. So that's a problem. The, the special teams, though, as a whole, was a disaster. Yep. They, they forced a three and out start the game, and the rookie Pacheco uh, muffs a punt, right. sets up an Indy touchdown. The next time Indy punts, he's afraid to field it. It gets downed at the one. Right. Uh, also, our kick returner throughout the game was returning kicks to the 12-yard line, the 14-yard line instead of taking knees. And you had the missed field goal. And you had the missed uh, extra point. At least they got that back on two-point conversion, which I'm not even sure was a successful two-point conversion, but they gave it to the Chiefs. Yeah. And the fake field goal was terrible. Yeah. Either kick have the Pat field goal it. or have Patrick Mahomes run it. Right. Or not run the ball, but run the play. Right. A fake field goal in that spot on like fourth and six was ridiculous. So the special teams was terrible. Bad. The Travis Kelsey dropped the game-winning touchdown. That hurt. The play that you can't get over, because this was one of your many losing bets yesterday, was Chris Jones saying something to Matt Ryan. They sack him on third and long. The Colts are going to be punting. The Chiefs then wouldn't would have had the ball. They wouldn't have covered, but they'd have won the game. Maybe they would have covered. They got in field goal range, but they probably just get a few first downs, run out the clock. Chris Jones, right in front of the ref, says something to Matt Ryan. I want to know what he said because he didn't push him. He didn't shove him. Right. He was just talking. Just talking. That is a wild penalty for the ref to call. But maybe he said that situation. But also, Chris Jones got to be smarter. Yeah. He's one of the highest paid guys on the team. He's one of the leaders on the team that that flipped the game. All the special team stuff, because Butker will be back. The Travis Kelsey dropping a touchdown. The Chris Jones stuff, those are all one-off things that I can kind of dismiss. It's a game. They shouldn't have lost, but I can deal with it. My one concern, lasting concern, particularly going into this week, is the idea for the Chiefs' offense this year was it was going to be less explosive, but they were going to be able to run the football, and Mahomes was going to have a ton of time because they had this great offensive line. The offensive line was terrible yesterday. Mahomes was under constant pressure. The running game, Clyde Edwards-Alaire ran the ball seven times and finished with zero yards. He, his long was four, yeah. and then he lost yards on other plays. He finished seven carries for zero yards. All of those things are actually concerned. So I thought the defense played well. I understand they gave up the touchdown on the final drive, but aside from that, the defense, the, the one touchdown they give up is on the six-yard field after the Pacheco muffed punt. Right. I thought the defense, all in all, did what you wanted it to do. It gave up that one touchdown. Yeah, no, they were pretty solid. And then other than that, did only gave up field goals yeah. the rest of the way until the final drive of the game. They didn't come through, but they did come through. They got the stop on third down. Right. And Chris, listen, Mahomes wasn't great. Kelsey was, you know, uncharacteristic on the drop. But the offensive line is the thing that was a little concerning and something to watch. But I'm so angry because with the Bills losing, I was supposed to be able to puff out my chest all week, say, I told you so. You guys are crowning the Bills. But now I can't do that because my team lost as well. It sucks. Now, I was smart not to bet them, unlike you. Yeah, I, I tried to warn you that the five and a half was silly. I did have the Chiefs in a teaser. 
our one teaser. We gave it out in the gambling show. We'll talk more about that on Friday. All right, what's next? Let's get to the Dolphins and Josh Allen. Tua yeah. handed Josh Allen the bill and the Bills their first loss. You tweeted before the game that putting Tua in the superstar class was ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, the Dolphins are 3-0 and now have beaten the Ravens, the Pats, and the Bills. Mm -hmm. They also achieved the first ever butt punt. Congratulations to them on that. Yep. You've been really low on the Bills and Tua, but you got to admit defeat on one of these sides. Okay. Finally. Hold on. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I have not been really low on the Bills. I you simply have said, said they're, they're they overrated. Not, yeah. As proven by yesterday. Okay. I if the let we'll get to Tua second. Let's get to the Bills first. Because of all the Bills' defensive injuries, there was a path for the Bills to lose, but it did not be an indictment of them, which was the Dolphins just run roughshod over their secondary because both their safeties were out, their top two corners were out. That's not what happened. The Dolphins won this game scoring 21 points. The Dolphins won this game having one substantial play in the second half offensively, the pass to Waddle. The Bills lost. For two reasons. One is their offense got stuck in the mud despite gaining all types of yards. They had a 20-play drive, a 20-play drive that resulted in three points, and they followed that up with a 17-play drive that resulted in zero points. But the other reason the Bills lost this game was they were in situational football. Into the first half, they blow it. They Allen almost throws the pick six. He doesn't get the spike off because he fumbles oh, yeah. the snap which he fumbled a snap earlier in the game, led to a short field Dolphins touchdown. Right. He throws, throws it outside right. instead of just throwing it out of bounds, and the half's over. That cost him a chance at three points. They had first and goal from the two. They got stuffed three times, and then Josh Allen, who I'm told is the best quarterback in the league, one-hopped an open touchdown pass, which gave the ball back to Miami, which set up the butt punt. Then at the end, they get super lucky that a four-point game turns into a two-point game because of the butt-punt safety. And they can't even get in field goal range before the clock expires. And that's when Ken Dorsey freaked out. And so here's where I want to talk about the Bills. The Bills have not won a one-score game in two years. All of their wins have been blowout fashion. Multiple scores. Interesting. So. And what did we see? We saw Josh Allen when it came down to situational football. Screw up a few times. After the game, he's like damn near in tears. Two is consoling him. You saw Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, throw a tantrum like a child yeah. after losing a week three <laughs> game on the road. So the Bills got to learn how to win games where they're not, where everything's not going perfect. We're not blowing people out. Here's the other concern with the Bills. Josh Allen's awesome. He can't be 100% of your team. He threw 62 passes. He got sacked four times. He ran the ball, or he threw 63 passes. He ran the ball eight times. That's 75 plays Josh Allen either ran the ball or threw the ball or dropped back to pass. That's too much. You've got to get some running game a little bit. They had the one pop, the one run, I think it was Moss, 43 yards. Singletary did nothing. He's, you're going to get him beat up. So that's the concern there. Now to Miami. 
I have been skeptical of Tua. Tua was tough yesterday, played well, was not overwhelming. Yep. I mean, he threw out the ball 18 times, I think, threw for 180 yards. It wasn't overwhelming. Played well. What was most impressive about Miami far and away was that defense. And that's what, if, if that defense is above average, we know the offense should be pretty good. You're saying the, the standout for the Dolphins is their defense? Yesterday it was. No question about it. How come they couldn't get off the field? Well, they, they, <laughs> it's the old bend, not break. They gave up a ton of yards. You know, the Bills, 21 points. Yeah. The Bills been, you know what I mean, going up and down the field on everybody. No, that's true. Miami forced, forced some turnovers. First and goal from the two. They hold them to nothing. I thought Miami's defense is what jumped out to me. Okay. And it makes you reevaluate them because if Tua can just be adequate with those skill position guys, if the defense all of a sudden is above average, now you're cooking with gas. Now you're actually working with something. Now, do I think because they're undefeated, Miami and Philly are the two best teams in football? I don't. Okay. That's why we do tiers or power rankings, not standings. There's going to be a lot of people who do power rankings, and they put Miami and Philly at the top this week because they're undefeated. That there's, If you're just going to do it by record, then just call them standings. You gotta have. I still yeah. think the Chiefs and the Bills are the two best teams in the league. I still think the Bills. I I think the Bills are better than the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins just won. I think the Bills are better than them. But the fact that the Dolphins were able to win that game that way, not 38-35, where it's just the rookie safeties and corners can't do anything with Waddle and Hill. Hill didn't do anything, and yeah. the Dolphins won. It's a super impressive victory for them. Next, now can we talk about something that unequivocally, unquestionably, I got 100% dead on accurate? Your boy, Trevor Lawrence, made a statement against the Chargers yesterday. You tweeted after the game, Trevor Lawrence has officially become a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Chargers left Justin Herbert in banged up. I think he has a broken rib. I think it was 30 to 10 at one point. 38 to 10. 38 to 10. And they had Justin Herbert. And he's still taking hits. Yep. Yeah, he's got it a few times. Yeah. Is the bigger story here the coaching incompetence in L.A. or is Trevor Lawrence really great? Okay. So, let's start with L.A. Okay. I've been a Brandon Staley supporter because I he's the coach of the Chargers because right. I like his aggressiveness on fourth down. What he did with Trevor with Justin Herbert yesterday was unacceptable. Right. It's pretty bad. They... The fact that down 28, late in the fourth, yeah. you leave him in, is outrageous. Now, if the argument is, listen, he's the face of our franchise. He didn't want to come out of the game. Maybe I'll listen to you if you then just call run plays. Right. Just have him hand the ball off. All right, Trevor, you want to take every snap? You know what I mean? You're, you want to show your team how tough you are? Deal. But I still call the or Justin, have, I mean, sorry. J- did I say Trevor? Yeah, Justin no, Herbert. No, 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 Justin Herbert. Uh, if you want to say that, fine. And I know Staley's not calling the offensive plays, but he's got to tell his OC, we are running the ball every single time. We are not getting this guy who needed an injection before the game in order to play. play. He's going to take more hits, and he took more hits. That's coaching malpractice. I use that term a lot. 
But in, in this case, it absolutely applies. I like Staley. He's got to get his together. Yeah, that's incompetent. That's really bad. Also, as much as I like the and the Chargers are really banged up already, especially on defense, and their quarterbacks hurt, and Keenan Allen's banged up. So they're dealing with a lot of injuries. We haven't seen them really whole since week one. And even week one, they didn't have J.C. Jackson. So we really haven't seen them whole all year. The other thing that's going to hurt the Chargers is, man, they just are going to play zero true home games. Even the Jags had some fans at that game. And the Jags have no national following. So that's a problem for them. Now, to the prince that was promised Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I told you guys. And Wilds and Brew on the TV show make fun of me because I always bring up the fact that he was the Gatorade National High School Player of the Year, but the guy was the best foot, the best quarterback in the country when he was 15, when he was 17, when he was 19, when he's 21, and now that he's about to be 23, guess what he is? The best young of that draft class. Oh, okay. And that draft class and the one that followed, he's the best guy. Okay. And does he have a chance to be the best? Of if you throw in the class before him. The draft was Jalen Hurts in. Jalen Hurts was in the one after. Okay. The one, I'm sorry, the one before Trevor, right? Jalen Hurts wasn't a rookie last year. Let me make sure I'm right about I that. I think Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Jalen Hurts is not better than Trevor Lawrence. Hey, he's looking pretty good, man. Okay, okay we'll get to him yeah, later. Uh, I'm Jalen Hurts was, yeah, the Jalen Hurts, I'm right, was the draft class of Herbert. Burrow and Tua. I'll take Jail. Okay. I'll take Trevor Lawrence over all those guys. Okay. Long term. Right now, Herbert. I mean, I like Herbert. Trevor's coming for them all. This team is one defensive collapse against Washington away from being three and zero, and they just kick. They back to back weeks of blowing the doors off their opponents. Right. Beat the Colts twenty four nothing and blew the doors off the Chargers. Go ahead. You're yeah. really taking him over Burrow and Herbert, though. I'm telling you, long. I'm not this not moment, right now. No, long term, potentially. Okay. Absolutely, potentially. Absolutely like the potentially. the absolutely potentially. <laughs> yeah. Fact of the matter is, you don't the and he's following the Peyton Manning script, as I said. Three and thirteen is rookie year. I think I think Peyton was three and thirteen. I think he was two and fourteen. Lead the league interceptions. People were like, ah, was he a little overrated? Who knows? And then, boom, on the scene. Also, by the way, oddly enough, Peyton Manning lost his first nine career road games, one week three against the Chargers. Trevor Lawrence lost his first nine career road games, one week three against the Chargers. There, there's another Peyton Manning corollary. Let me find it real quick. Someone DM'd it to me yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah, no, that's the one. Uh, listen, he is absolutely unequivocally the real deal. And... The Jags are going to be a problem for people. Okay. They're going to be a problem for people. All right, go ahead. What's next? We got Green Bay and Tampa. Yeah. Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers made a statement against Tampa Bay. Disagree. Disagree? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Tom Brady looked miserable for majority of the game, and he got hit with a delay of game on a two-point conversion. That was bad. Yeah. To tie the, was that the tie the game? Tie it the was game? to try to tie the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was another uh, bet you lost. It was. Uh, nothing against your future coworker, but is Tom Brady finally finished? No, I don't think Brady's finished. I thought Brady actually, all things considered, was fine yesterday. I'm not going to pile on Brady. They had no receivers. That drive at the end of the game was vintage Brady. Yeah. After doing nothing the entire game. Right. Drives him down. 
Now, screwing up the two-point conversion was bad. Yeah, He's trying to get a little too cute on the realignment and all that stuff. You can't take a delay a game there. You just can't. Especially as like a veteran quarterback. No, no, no. Like that. And can't. it was almost back-to-back. Not, right. They almost <laughs> got a delay a game on the game-tying touchdown. Right. And then they did get a delay a game on, that, on the two-point conversion. That can't happen, okay? That's a bad job by him. It also looked like, did he think they had another timeout? It was kind of weird. Like, he almost signaled for it. That part yeah. wasn't great. That is not, to me, though, the Bucks. once they get their wide receivers back, the offensive line is going to be an issue all year, but the defense is awesome. That, to me, though, is actually not the bigger story from that game. Bigger story from that game is, once again, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers looks unbelievable, then hits a touch of adversity and becomes a different guy. Packers drive down field, score a touchdown. A few possessions later, drive down field, score a touchdown. Possession later, they're driving down the field. They're up 14 to three. The pick. He throws it to Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones fumbles into the end zone. It's going to be 21 to three Green Bay. Yeah. He fumbles into the end zone. The rest of the game, Rodgers did nothing. He threw a bad interception, did nothing the rest of the game. Threw the interception and put his hands up. Yeah. <laughs> like Aaron is unbelievable. Probably the best quarterback I've ever seen when things are rolling. But as soon as things go a little awry, he gets either in his own head or frustrated or angry. They were very lucky to win that game. When, if after that fumble into the end zone, he could have just engineered one more field goal drive, it's no problem. Because right. the Bucks, the Bucs were doing nothing on offense. and. So, I oddly left that game a little more optimistic about Tampa than Green Bay, even okay. though Green Bay got the win. Because Mike Evans is coming back. Chris Godwin's coming back. The young offensive line for Tampa will improve. Green Bay is going to face adversity. Aaron Rodgers is going to face adversity in the postseason and in big spots. And he's got to deal with it better. So I have a very different feeling than most people on that game. Most people are like, ah, Rodgers get, you know, second career win over Brady, did just enough, great defenses. That wasn't my feeling watching the game. My feeling was Tampa was so banged up and, and Green Bay was moving the ball at will. And yeah. then Aaron Jones fumbles on what would have been a touchdown to go up 21-3. to It reminded me of, I got to pull up the box. I, I should have looked this up before the show. My apologies. But the last time Rodgers played Green Bay, or Rodgers played Green Bay, Rodgers played Tampa in the regular season. I believe this was a game that they were they went up big early, and on on his second touchdown, he did the discount double check like double pump end zone celebration, and then went totally sideways on him. I'm pulling it up right now because I remember this. This was Brady's first year in Tampa. I'm gonna find you it. say you say that Tampa Bay's defense is so great. Mm -hmm. They're always they're gonna be good moving forward. Yeah. But Green Bay, I mean, I understand that Aaron Rodgers got down on himself, but didn't wouldn't you say that Green Bay was just like kind of moving through Tampa Bay? It seemed like they were kind of picking up yards whenever they wanted. Yeah, I agree. They were in the beginning of the game. And then it flipped. And then after that fumble, it flipped. I do think Tampa's got a great defense. I do, but let me just tell you what happened when Green Bay played in Tampa, Brady's first year there in October. 
of 2020. I just pulled it up, okay? They're up 3-0. Aaron then runs for a touchdown, thinks he runs for a touchdown, does like the double thrust touchdown celebration. Right. It then gets overturned. They score a touchdown anyway. It's 10-0. 10-0 after the first quarter. Then Tampa goes three and out or something like that. It's Green Bay's ball. Aaron then throws a pick six, which he never does. The final score is 38-10. to 10. Tampa. Damn. Went from 10-0 Green Bay to 38-10 Tampa. As soon as Aaron threw that pick six, things went sideways on him. And this happens. In that game, he threw two interceptions, only threw for 160 yards. I've seen this story with him before. That concerns me. Chiefs-Bucks next week should be awesome. That, well, yeah, we only went five minutes over. Not too bad by our Monday morning standards. We'll be right back. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back in What's Right, Nick Wright, episode 74, as we break down week three in the NFL. Listen, stick around for the C block because we're going to talk about, you know, it started, it was all good just 18 hours ago. Demonze had a really great start to his gambling life and then just a disastrous finish because he just refuses. It doesn't matter how many times. I tell him, I've lived this life before. Listen to me. He just can't help it. Like, no, it'll be different. And it went, I, he did exactly what we'll talk about in the C block. I don't want to pile on. But sometimes, listen, this is parenting. Sometimes, you know, you just got to, you, you can only do so much to try to tell your kid what to do and what not to do. And then sometimes they're like, no, I'm going to know better. And then they're sitting there cursing Jimmy Garoppolo's name. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, DeMonte, let's t- talk some Sunday night football. Last night, the Broncos beat the Niners in a thrilling 11-10 game. It's one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. Wasn't one of the worst. It was the worst football game I've ever seen. I mean, this score was 7-5 to five at one point. 10-5 looked like it might be the winning score. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Uh, Russell Nathan Fielder Wilson yeah. looked like his old self for a drive, but besides that, he was pretty trash. Yeah. Uh, somehow, he might have played better than Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Will either of these teams matter in a month? I think the Niners will. I don't think the Broncos will. Let's start with the Broncos. I told you guys Russell Wilson was cooked. Like, yeah, was and I and I might have given him too much credit. Chris Collinsworth, Russell Wilson made one throw and ran the ball one time, and Collinsworth was like, "There's the Russell Wilson I remember." Yeah, uh, occasionally limited release Russell Wilson. I he is worth. I, I he has to be better than what he's been. He has to be. But the Broncos, that defense is so good. If they just ran the ball to Javante Williams, they might be fine. But that's not what Russell Wilson wants. They, you know, Nathaniel Hackett hired some guy from the outside to do his job since he can't make decisions. I guess give him credit for that, for recognizing his own <laughs> limitations. 
Uh, they're like, no, now he's going to get back to what he does best, call plays. Broncos offense look good to anybody. Like, I, <laughs> what are you doing? But Russell Wilson has been terrible. They are very yeah. fortunate to not be 0-3. Yeah. They should have lost last night. They easily could have lost in week two. So that's the Broncos part of it. I was right about the Broncos. I was right about Russell Wilson. I don't need to take any more victory laps about it. The idea that, oh, they're going to compete for the AFC West. I understand right now, technically, they're tied for first in the AFC West. Mirage. Nonsense. Now to the Niners. I picked the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. And all my colleagues in the media, once Trey Lance got hurt, they're like, oh, I think this is actually good for the Niners. I think they're better. As if we haven't seen Jimmy Garoppolo for the last half decade. I, Demonze snuck away to bet on this game. I didn't sneak away to bet you on this game. I went downstairs because somebody was calling me. You hate it when people are talking while the games are going. Oh, I was okay. respecting. Right. Oh, thank you. Your, thank you. Okay, we'll talk about the gambling Sunday. thing later. Point is, I didn't know Demonte had bet on the game, but I had bet on the game. It was my lock of the week. San Francisco minus point and a half because I knew Denver wouldn't be able to get to 13 points. And I stupidly thought that San Francisco... Might be able to put together a couple touchdown drives. It was looking really good in the beginning, man. Yeah, I mean, they drove right down the field. And then Jimmy Garoppolo made such vintage Jimmy G plays. The the self-safety followed by the pick six that only wasn't a pick six because he safetyed himself is just an all-time play. Then the the, the Broncos score a touchdown. But the defense stopped the two-point conversion, so all you need is a field goal. Plenty of time, all your timeouts, and Jimmy G does the one thing he can't do. He, I think he, he got sacked first and then threw it. No, 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 no. Well, no. The, the, the sack is later. Oh. He throws the pick across the middle of the field, double oh, coverage yeah, yeah, yeah. for no reason. But that happens on the north side of the two-minute warning, and so... You thought the Niners were sunk, and I was like, no, they're going to get the ball back right. with plenty of time, Two, which like, they did. Yep. They had a timeout, timeout and a minute. So Jimmy throws the game-losing pick. The defense bails him out. And so now they have a minute 40 and a timeout down one. And you and I, or I'm laying a point and a half, you just need them to win. Jimmy, make take, all he needs is a drive. One drive. Got a good field goal kicker and Robbie Gold. First play of the drive takes a terrible sack. The first play. And then the next play, the, I forget who it was, but the guy throws two fumbles. This is who Jimmy Garoppolo is. Flatly. He is going to, he, unlike other below average quarterbacks, maybe because he's so handsome, maybe because the media likes him so much, he won't admit in his own brain he's below average. So he thinks he can make these throws he can't make. On the drive he threw the pick at the end of the game, he damn near threw a pick six on the sideline. He threw a pick that got waved off because he ran out the back of the end zone. This is who the guy is. The Niners have an awesome running game. I like their coach a lot and a great defense. The reason the Trey Lance injury was so devastating. Trey Lance would have won that game. Anybody would have won that game. Trey Lance would have won that game. That the, and again, Trey Lance might not be gr- be good. It might not be great. I don't know. But I know what Jimmy G is. And it's shame on me for betting on him. But 
That game went about the way I thought it would. Shanahan be able to design up a touchdown. Maybe they get, oh, and the other thing that was just a killer was despite all the Jimmy G stuff, there were, between the two teams, five fumbles in that game, and the Niner, um, the Broncos recovered four of them, including one where the Broncos fumbled inside their own five. And the, I, there was, I mean, that was a killer. It, it was, so there, was some unluck, there was some unlucky stuff there. There were these... 30 flags. I, it was, but that one, I told you so on Jimmy G, and I told you so on Russell Wilson. Russell will be better. Jimmy G will have moments where he looks better. But at in the most critical spots, this is who he has always been. All right, next. All right, well, Monday Night Football. Yeah. The laws of sports require us to dis- discuss the yeah. Cowboys and the Giants game tonight. Mm-hmm. If the Giants win, they will join the Dolphins and the Eagles as the only 3-0 teams. Oh, by the way, speaking of the gambling, I know we're going to talk about that. But you are heavily invested, whether you recognize it or not. In Dallas tonight. Oh, yeah. Wait, no. I'm cooked either way. No, you're not cooked either way. We only made one bet. We didn't. I didn't make both. It wasn't. It was. Oh, you're talking about the offer. The offer. (laughs) If you guys remember Friday's show, DeMonte always makes me these ridiculous offers that I won't take. But Friday's I took. It was 50. Iris 50. You were 2,500. And the stakes were that the Giants are the last undefeated team. And it's the well, Eagles. Buffalo just lost. The Chiefs just lost. Those were the two teams you're like, oh, okay. Oh, and t- uh, Tampa, Tampa just lost. lost. Yeah. So now it's Eagles, Dolphins, Dolphins who are on a short week this week in Cincinnati. They could lose in three days. And then it's Eagles, Giants if the Giants get through this. But go ahead. The Giants are favored by one. Yeah. Do you like them at home tonight? Listen, the Giants could get to 4 and 0 by beating Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, Cooper Rush, and next week they have Justin Fields, who's completed 23 passes this season. 887. And they're somehow 2 and 1. The Giants should win tonight if they do what Cincinnati refused to do, which is make the entire game plan about We're not going to let Micah Parsons ruin our lives. I don't care if you have to triple team him at times. Micah Parsons, if if he's allowed to, might force three fumbles on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the most fumbling percentage of, of games to fumbles. He's number one in modern NFL history. He amazingly didn't fumble last week, so you know he's itching for a fumble this week. Okay. If the giant the Giants need to make the entire game plan about not letting Micah Parsons beat them, I don't think Cooper Rush is going to have back-to-back good games. I do like the Giants tonight with the caveat of the modern-day Derek Thomas, Micah Parsons, could wreck it for the New York Giants. That's what they got to watch. All right, what game are we playing? Oh, we are playing right or wrong, ladies okay, and gentlemen. let's do it. In the AFC North, the Bengals finally won their first game against the Jets. Yeah. Baltimore beat New England, and the Browns won against Pittsburgh. Right or wrong, the AFC North is the toughest division to predict. Oh, that's wrong. The the Ravens are going to win it. Right now, this moment, Lamar Jackson's the NFL MVP. Not lying. Respect to Mahomes. Respect to Josh Allen. Respect to Jalen Hurts. Respect to Tua. You got to include him. Right now, Lamar... 
has accounted for four or five touchdowns in every game this year, throwing and running combined. It's unbelievable what he's doing. It's pretty wild. I had a good tweet last night, which Lamar can't get a contract. He's had four-plus touchdowns every single game. Russell Wilson gets a quarter of a billion dollars. He's got two touchdowns on the season. Two, the No. Yeah. Um, I do think quick little pick, and I know you disagree with me here. I think Cincinnati is going to beat Miami on Thursday. Okay. I, I think Cincinnati is written off far too early. I think that's Miami, the emotional – the comeback against Baltimore, then the great win against Buffalo, a bit of an emotional letdown on deck for them, and it's short week, and it's on the road, all those reasons. I like Cincinnati on Thursday. Um, I also like the fact that that would then eliminate another undefeated team from our little wager. Yeah. Um, but no, Baltimore's going to win that division. Baltimore, right now, they got to get they got to figure it out on defense, which really means they got to get healthier. But Lamar is playing... MVP level Lamar. He's yeah. playing like 2019 Lamar. He's out of his mind. All right, next. Uh, the Eagles are 3-0 after crushing Washington. Yep. They still have five games left against the NFC East, and they still play the entire AFC South. Right or wrong, Philly will be the number one seed in the NFC. You know, people were talking about this before the year, and I didn't believe it as a possibility. Now you've got to consider it a possibility. With that said... They also lose this week. The Eagles? Yeah. You know who they're playing? Jacksonville. That's the best team they face. They're, they, they played a tight game against Detroit in week one. They blew out Monday Night Football Cousins and the Vikings in week two. Yep. And they blew out Washington last week. I, I really respect what the Eagles are doing. I give them a ton of credit. Um... The one seed is an interesting question. Let me think about it. Who's in contention for it? The Rams will be in contention for it. The Bucks and Packers will be in contention for it. God, dog it. Are the Eagles the smart bet right now? Let's just look through it. At Arizona, home for Dallas, probably with no Dak, home for Pittsburgh, at Houston, home for Washington, at Indy, Oh, this schedule. They might be the one seed. Yeah. I mean. Seems pretty soft. They still get two games against the Giants. I know I'm supposed to pretend I think the Giants are good, but I refuse to. Okay. They get New Orleans at the end. I mean, this game against Jacksonville. Is that their second hardest game left? They have home against Green Bay. But this schedule is Jacksonville at Arizona, Dallas, Pittsburgh at Houston, Washington at Indy, Green Bay, Tennessee at the Giants, at the Bears, at the Cowboys, home for New Orleans, home for the Giants. Sounds fun. That's one hell of a schedule. Yeah. (laughs) That's unbelievable. Yeah, I think they... uh, I think they might... They they absolutely at the top, the one seed. I might have to give it to them. I think I'm, gonna, I, I'm not locking myself into this take, but I'm going to say right now I think that's right. That's unbelievable. All right, next. All right, the Vikings, Packers, and Bears are all two and one, and yeah. the Lions are the second highest offense or second highest team Scoring in football. Team. Yep, at one and two. Right or wrong, three playoff teams will come out of the NFC North. No, wrong. 
Absolutely wrong. Okay. No, 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 no. The, the Lions are a mirage and the Bears stink. I don't care if the Bears have two wins. They stink. The Bears? No. Okay, the Bears, fine. Lions. I don't know. We'll No. The, no, no. Jared Goff and that defense, it's not happening. The NFC playoff teams, Philly's going to be in, Green Bay's going to be in, Minnesota's going to be in, Tampa's going to be in, the Rams are going to be in, I still believe the Niners will be in, the Cardinals are cooked, Seattle's obviously not participating this year, the Saints are cooked, the Falcons are cooked, that last playoff spot is going to come down to Carolina, which could be 3-0, they're 1-2, Carolina, Dallas and the Giants. Those three teams are competing for the last playoff spot, not the Lions, not the Bears. That one's easy. Last topic. Okay. Uh, LeBron tweeted out Saturday asking if he was still eligible to play college football. Administrative Director Gene Smith responded, confirming your goal can actually come back and play college football. Yeah, JR did it. Yeah. Not football, but goal. Yeah, no, same no, no. exact thing. I, I, I think he's he's looking up to. I mean, not looking up to, but kind of following. Yeah. The, the lead of mm-hmm. of J.R. Smith. Right or wrong, LeBron is going to play college football. I, I don't mean, think he's, he's going, going to. I think it's wrong. I do think it would be the dopest ever if LeBron at like forty four went to go play tight end for a big time college football team. Could you put? Yeah, but like, what position do you see LeBron playing? Tight end. At forty four years old. Just a monster tight end. I think he'd be awesome at it, too. 6'8", incredibly strong, the right size. Or they could just use him as, like, if you're like, yeah, he's not going to be able to block. Just like a goal line receiver. Just throw jump balls to LeBron. What he really should do is try to be a goalie for, like, the for a college soccer team. Dude, what? (laughs) What? What? That's insane. No, I just wasn't expecting. A, a... I just feel like he'd, like, if you taught him the game, he'd get to everywhere. Go. I mean, he's so big, and he has such long wingspan and such quick reflexes. I think he'd be just like an unstoppable goalie yeah. if he trained for it. But yeah, it'd be I do think 40, like, here's the thing. People are like, ah, he's going to be too old. LeBron is still one of the 10 best natural athletes in the NBA. So the idea that he wouldn't be one of the best athletes, like we're talking down the road. Do I think right now, this moment, LeBron James could be an elite college football player and situationally, of course, he's an elite professional basketball player. He was a great high school football player and you would just have to use him on, you know, like goal line stuff. Yeah. Catching jump balls. Why could he not do it? Antonio Gates played no uh, football. was a basketball player. Became one of the greatest tight ends ever. Tony Gonzalez, a basketball player, also played football. One of the greatest tight ends ever. Like, I mean, this is the there's a model for it. LeBron's bigger than all of them and, and taller than all of them and more athletic than all of them. I think it'd be unbelievable. All right, do we have one more of these before we move we on? We do have okay. one more. Yep. After the safety from Jimmy G and the butt punt from Miami, right or wrong, the QBs who had the best Sunday were Dan Orlovsky and Mark Sanchez. Sanchez, I don't think, is off the hook. Orlovsky is. Yeah. I mean, Orlovsky's been waiting his whole career for someone else to do this, and now it's Jimmy G. And, and now there will be a whole generation of people that remember that as the Jimmy G play, not the Orlovsky play. The Orlovsky play was funnier. Way funnier. Because... 
Jared Allen got so excited when pointing at him, like laughing I at him. I also didn't have and money or, on that game. And, right, yeah. And Orlovsky, it was just like, it wasn't even close. Right. But Jimmy G's is going to live longer because Jimmy G, with respect to Dan, Dan was a backup quarterback fringe NFL player who's become an excellent television analyst. Right. Jimmy G is like a real NFL career. Right. And he ran out the back of the f***ing end zone. It's unbelievable. Bleep. It's unbelievable <laughs> that I bet on this guy. Yeah, Speaking man. Speaking of gambling, grand opening, grand closing, Demonze's gambling career. That's next. What's well, right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back in episode 74. What's right, Nick Wright? On Fridays, we do a gambling show. And DeMont, listen, I'm a gambler. I consider myself a semi-pro poker player. Right. Uh, I, previous to this year, had a very good public record against the spread betting football. And said this year, I go two and three every goddamn week. It's very frustrating. And listen, I got it. Honestly, my dad, before he straightened his life out and got on the fire department, you get mad at me for saying this, but it was literally 50 years ago you know, ran a bit of an illegal gambling operation. And I, he took me to card games when I was a teenager, and it's kind of in our blood. And I, much to the chagrin of Demonze's mom, have brought him into that, this world and tried to give him the parameters for if you want to bet sports, Here's the way to do it. You need to figure out your unit size. You need to stay true to it. You need to analyze the slate. Ideally, pick three or five games, but do it ahead of time. Lock those bets in. If you're doing three, you only need to win one in order to avoid a really bad week. Because you go one and two, you're basically down one unit. DeMonte did all of that. Bet three games on Saturday. Signed up for... Our friends at Fox Bet bet three games. Said to me Saturday night, so excited, can't wait. Sat sat with me Sunday and Sunday when we we're watching the games, I said to him, I was like, ah, it's kind of a shame. All three of your games are in the one o'clock window. Ideally, you can't bet like this, but they're spread out a bit, so you don't then make extra bets later. And unlike ah. Uh, me in the one o'clock window. DeMonte had a winning window. Two wins, one loss. The only loss was the Chiefs game. And I'll let you take it from here, DeMonte. Then what happened? What'd you do for the four o'clock window? Uh, I bet on Tampa. Yeah. At one and a half. Yeah. Didn't tell me until after the fact. Yeah. But did. I could tell DeMonte was so invested in the game that I said to him, I was like, did you bet the Bucks?" And at first, he, I think he said no, but then he was like, yeah, I did. I bet the Bucks." Yeah, I mean, I just didn't want to have that, like, uh, didn't want to have it in the air that I 
was on the game. I just wanted it to be over before I and came and tell. fessed up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then lost that one. Lost that one. And, and then, then I uh I doubled down and basically put based essentially my entire the full account account just put the whole account on uh on what on the Niners the and, Niners uh, yeah I lost. which I can't say was a bad bet I was on that bet too yeah um and I, then I'm gonna sell a pair of my Jordans now I'm getting the money back you just I'm I'm definitely getting the money back um. You're going to sell a pair of your shoes. I'm going to sell a pair of my shoes. I've noticed that, like, I honestly have a couple pairs that I've gotten recently. I don't wear them that much. I feel like they could easily go for upward of 180. Get them out of there. I basically lost 50 bucks on Fox Bet. Okay. So let's let's talk about that. Because what did you say to me after that? Because the Niners game was another. We've gone through you in a very short period of time have gone through a lot of the different stages of gambling. Yeah. The stomach punch in the Ravens game last week, the first-round knockout in the Bengals game, the regret about bets you didn't make on Monday Night Football. Right. The unnecessary, wait, why did I even bet this? I was had a winning day yeah. feeling of the Bucks game, and then the it's right there for the taking, the quarterback just... And I could have cashed out at, like, 280 or something like that like i looked at the i looked at the my bet slip or whatever and i think the niners were up uh denver had just punted something like that and i could have cashed out and like made like 80 or 90 bucks yeah. i looked at it i was like man i should definitely do this right now and i was just like no man i want it all let it ride. i want it all and so what did you what did you say to me the moment the niners fumbled I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not. He, I'm, he quit. I'm, I'm not betting anymore. I'm, I can't. I know how I am. And I just can't put myself through that type of that type of stress. Like it was it genuinely pissed me off. I like know I it was did. actually upset. And um, I don't want to be upset about I don't like I, I have no control over it. Jimmy G sucks. Like I can't do anything about him being bad at football. It's listen. It's just, can, can I tell you something? Honest to God. If you stick with that, stay with that, it's one of the most mature things anyone can possibly do. Yeah. If you don't, then come, because I know you love the Dolphins on Thursday. <laughs> oh, here's the other thing. That's the other thing. During, <laughs> during Sunday football, after the 1 o'clock slate, right when Tampa was getting started, Right. Demonte was looking at week four lines. I was. Was like, oh, I really like this one. I was. I was flying high. But emotionally, it's a lot. It's, it's And it can ruin taxing. your, for some people, it enhances their enjoyment of watching football. Some people, it ruins it. You don't want it to ruin it. And I really enjoyed sitting there with you and watching the games all day. It definitely doesn't. Like, I think, not saying that I'm going to bet again. Like, I feel like if I, because I've got $10 left on the account. Uh-huh. If I were to ever, like, but like I can tell that just by doing that, it would never take me out of the game. I would always be invested in it. Like I don't think I don't think it sucked the fun out of football for me. No, I just but think it that just it, it. Here's my other question: Did, did it affect your sleep? Because it affects my sleep if I have a really really bad gambling day. Yeah, so it was definitely uh it was like one of those uh yeah like it was like like it's a really sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. Yes. It's the only thing I can compare it to is the feeling you have the next day 
if you drank too much the night before and And feel like you embarrassed yourself. Yes. That exact feeling of like, oh, those are bad choices. Yeah. Like that. You were going to say spent too much money at the bar. Um, Yeah. Like that same, like what? No. Why did I do that? And so, listen, man, I am. I, the, I am. The other thing I was going to say to you is this. There are five acknowledged vices in the world that I know of. Drinking, smoking, drugs, sex, gambling. And I'm, listen, I'm not a Puritan. Uh, I'm not one to say no one should have any vices. Right. I am one to say we all need to take steps back at times and say, am I checking all the vice boxes? <laughs> and if I am, I need to curtail it a bit. So like for me personally, I'm married. So sex is not one of them, like going out and being reckless. This sex. is weird. I'm just, well, no, I'm saying like <laughs> when I think people say sex, they, they mean like, you know what I mean? Going yeah. out, chasing right. women, chasing men, whatever it is. It's obviously not mine. And I don't use drugs. So those two are gone. I do drink, you know, the occasional Lobos tequila. You know, for 15 years, I've been trying to kick the smoking habit. That's a winning and losing battle. And I gamble. So I'm at three. I was thinking about it when it looked like you were going to keep gambling. I was going to go to you and be like, buddy, we're going to have to eliminate a couple of the others. (laughs) We can't. We can't be going with the super (laughs) of the vices. We got it. We got to cross a few off. Now, if you're just naturally crossing off gambling. Gambling, honestly, and drinking is like, I think, off the table. The smoking is definitely on the board for me. I think that's very clear. Yeah. Um, but fortunate. And we don't need to talk about drugs and the women. Yeah. No, those there, there's a couple ones that I feel like I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Listen, like I said, we all live our own lives. You're a grown up. I, you know, we, you know, we live and we learn. I would, you know, the... I'm glad to hear, you know, I'm just glad I was. I, I looked at it like, you know, uh-huh. my dad owes me a little bit of money. I'm going to take this little bit of money out, which didn't, it didn't amount to what, you know, what you gave me or what, mm-hmm. what you owed. So like, I'm honestly like a numbers dude. I look at my bank account. I'm like, all right. So I take this 200 out, no matter what happens, if this 200 leaves, this number that, that my bank account says after I take the, the money out is going to stay the same. Stay, yeah. But I'm going to leave all the I'm not going to take any more money out. No, I, I just listen, as I was worried, honest to God, when you told me you bet the Bucks game and then told me you bet the Niners game, I was worried you redeposited. <laughs> no. I was. <laughs> no. I was legit worried you would redeposit. You didn't. No, nothing ever came out from um, the initial 200. Okay. All right, listen. Um, so it was a $200 weekend. I didn't go out. I stayed in the well, house. Well, that's the other thing. Like, and again, we're not on this show to tell people not to gamble. Uh, everyone's got to make their own decisions. But you also have to. This is the honest advice here. You, you cannot look at it as a way to make money. You have to look at it as an investment in entertainment that could end up making you money. Yeah. You can't, there's the same thing I tell people make to go to the fun. casino. Like whether you bring with you 200 bucks, 500 bucks, or 2,000 bucks to the casino, whatever it is, you have to be willing, whatever money you walk in there with, 
to leave with none of it and still feel fine about it. Like, hey, right. I got five hours of entertainment for X amount of dollars. I'm fine with it. And if you had just lost, if you hadn't made that last bet and you had lost 40 bucks yesterday and it was like, okay, I had legitimate 10 hours of captivating entertainment yeah. for $40. No, I actually really enjoyed it. Like minus the money. Like, yeah, 100%. Then it's like, oh, okay, money well spent. It's the, and this is where it's hard. It's the chasing and it's the natural greed because, and this isn't, an, I'm not knocking you. I promise. Demonze had a winning, winning day. day, winning day, but it wasn't enough. And that's the, that's the struggle we all have. It's the struggle we all have. And I'm not helping America because I'm giving out losers. I've given them two and three every week. That changes Friday. This has been one hell of a show. I'm proud of you, son. Fun watching Oops. football with you. Thursday night, fun. I'm all over the Bengals. You're not on anything. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk to you guys on Thursday. What's right? <laughs>